0: Yo, yeah, what up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hey You Guys, the ever popular podcast on pop culture of the 80s and 90s by two dudes who lived through them. I'm your host, Jeffrey Mack, joined as always by the Peter Vankman to my Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, Mr. Scott Boyd. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters. I figure it's apropos at this point now with uh, Ghostbusters, was it Afterlife?
1: Yeah, and um, it came out today.
0: Coming out today. Um, pretty excited to actually see that movie although early reviews are not looking very promising <laughs> but I'll, I'll i'll give the caveat that the reason that some of the the critics are saying it's bad are actually reasons that i think i'm going to enjoy it and i think you know the ones that i've read and i haven't read them all obviously but the ones that i've read have said basically that it just sort of relies too much on the the original and the nostalgia but the that sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that that's. Uh, I think that there's there's certainly something to that, but that's kind of you know why they're doing so much, uh, so many of these reboots in general of these thirty year old. I mean, you know, call it a sequel if you will, the afterlife.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're doing these thirty year old sequels because it's all about you know making it fun and nostalgic.
0: Yeah. So b- before we dive into the meat and potatoes, I I literally just thought of this question for you as we were doing the the intro. But is the theme song better than the movie?
1: What I can say about the theme song is um, I have some friends who do a podcast. It's a it's, a, it's called Big Geek Energy, and <laughs> recently they did one top ten theme song top 10 songs made for movies mm. and i immediately wrote ghostbusters has to be number one right
0: yeah I would and think so.
1: um, and my buddy said you know spoiler alert yes yes right good uh, you know and and the answer is i mean i don't know it's it i think it's the best uh song made for a movie ever i, I don't think it's close yeah
0: no i i, I think so as well um Talking Ghostbusters, the, the movie, and I think for, for this particular episode, our, our plan is to, we will start with the movie, but we will expand because, you know, I think that there's a lot to to sort of, not necessarily debate, but discuss around Ghostbusters, the franchise, right? Because I think it's, it's sort of grown, you know, so much larger than maybe the original intention. And in, in my opinion, and, and this is where I want to sort of you know, kick this off, in my opinion, has really sort of, almost taken on, and this is no pun intended, taken on a second life, right, and potentially now a, a third life, and has sort of you know, has garnered an audience that I don't necessarily know it was looking to to, to capture originally. So I guess to, to kick off this this episode, you know, this is a perfect time. The movie's coming out today. We'll, we'll do another episode where we give you our thoughts on, on the sequel, but, you know, let's, let's sit back. We'll open up an ecto-cooler, and let's talk about the Ghostbusters franchise. So I think... There's obviously like there's there's no debate. I'm hoping I'm hoping you're not going to say no. I will debate you, but I think that there's pretty much no debate as to whether the original Ghostbusters movie is is a classic. I mean, it's it's great, right? No no disagreement there. But what I what I think is the most interesting thing about it is how essentially an adult movie became a hugely successful kids franchise. So I guess the first question that I'll ask you, Boyd, and we'll kick this off in this way is, do you agree that it's not a kid's
1: movie? I, I agree wholeheartedly. See, I thought it was a kid's movie because of the kid's franchise. And then I got so excited. I had my kids watch. So I shouldn't say my kids. <laughs> so I had my five-year-old watch it. I told him about it. He got excited. So when the three-year-old twins were napping, I'm like, this is something we can do together. We're watching. And I'm like, it's PG. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I'm sure yeah, it's PG it's in the 80s movie. So PG was so different in 1984. Yes. Dude, like, yes, it's uh, when I was a kid. So I thought it was a horror movie when I was a kid because it had ghosts in it. And I was like three or five when I happened upon it, like watching it in passing when I was at a get together. I, I remember this pretty uh, vividly. And then I like I told my friends at school the next day or whatever. I was like, I like I like horror movies now because I watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> and then growing up I realized it's not. It's a comedy and that's yeah. great and, and fun and I love it. And then I was like, oh well, we can I could watch it with my with my five year old son. Now this sounds like a very millennial thing to say, but they say the word stupid like a lot and and i don't and i'm sure i mean they say way worse than
0: stupid in the movie so
1: let me get there yeah so so i'm gonna start there now it sounds very again like bitchy millennial um but stupid's really taboo now for for young kids that get in trouble saying it in school and things um and then they say shit a A lot lot, (laughs) a lot and then they say hell ass damn it and bitch a number of times yeah this i mean not to mention that uh, there is a ghost that gets really sexual with Ray, <laughs> right. um, and even, even Zul.
0: Right when when Zul going downstairs, yeah, Zool.
1: Zool, right? Zul. Well, says, I, no "I want Dana, you. In, I Zool. want you inside me." <laughs> right.
0: But the worst, it, the, the worst. Not to cut you off, I apologize. But what did your what did your son say in the scene where Venkman says, "Yes, it's true. This man has no dick."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't get that far <laughs>
0: right.
1: uh, in it, but that is. I mean, that is one of my favorite lines in any movie ever. It's such a, it's such a clever line. Um, it's like uh, it wouldn't have had the explosion if it wasn't for dickless over here. <laughs> like, is this true? It's true. Your honor. This man has no dick. Yeah. No, it's so clever. And and I mean, that's, that's what comedy is all about.
0: Yeah, no. So, so I think we're both in agreement that. I mean I'm not saying that I wouldn't let my, my kids watch it but I'm also a terrible arbiter of taste for what's appropriate for for my five-year-old daughter um, I, I mean her favorite movie one of her favorite movies is back to the future which my wife does not agree that I should have ever let her watch but hey whatever say La vie they love so th- it's so funny that they if we let them do
1: something once they'll they just latch right onto it and then you feel bad Badly about not letting them do it when you realize that that was a terrible decision, right. <laughs> um, but now it's their favorite thing ever, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm stuck with this decision now. Yeah.
0: so 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 we both sort of agree it's not a it's not a kid's movie, so I'm interested in in to to sort of hear in your opinion why you you think what what was responsible for sort of the i don't know that I want to th- that the right word is pivot, but we'll just use that word for all intents and purposes what was responsible for that movie pivoting to uh, essentially encompass this this child universe. And and I have I have my suspicions as to why. And I think it could be traced back to just one item. But I I would love to sort of hear your thoughts on do you think that there was an intention for this to become sort of a kid franchise after the fact? Do you think that it was accidental? I'm just we'd love to hear your thoughts on how we went from what was for all intents and purposes an adult movie to essentially a kid franchise.
1: It's amazing. It's an amazing question. I mean, I I had so many toys mm-hmm. growing up and I loved the franchise. So, I I can see it from a um I can see it from a kid point of view. I can see it from a marketing point of view. So, I think it's a slam dunk from both sides. I'm I'm interested to know, you know, who made that pivot and you know, if they got a, if they got a, a big pat on the back from it, yeah. But, but let's so, think about this. So two years after the movie, that's when the real Ghostbusters cartoon came out.
0: Right. So it wasn't and, immediate by any by any stretch right. of the means. There was definitely a delay. So right. that, that that tends to make me believe that it wasn't a deliberate sort of well move, so move down I, funnel to I, use a marketing de- term. But,
1: so I don't think that that's necessarily well. Right, so somebody pivoted. Somebody came up with the idea because it was the 80s. Hey, we can sell toys to kids, so let's make a cartoon, put it on Saturday mornings, and make it kid-friendly. So what did they do? They got they made one of the ghosts a friendly, bumbling sidekick, and they, they had this very clear delineation of good versus evil and the battle between them. And kids love that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'll, uh, I'll I'll jump in and I'll give you sort of my thinking as to what was responsible for sort of this this expansion, right? This expansion of the the Ghostbusters universe. Um, and I originally said I think there's there's one thing solely responsible, but I sort of give it some thought, and now I think there's potentially two things, right? And I think that is Slimer and the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Men. Who both are very appealing to children, both sort of captured the imaginations of children, and both were very easily spun off into merchandise. Right. So I I, I don't know that the original Slimer or the original puff merchandise was merchandise designed for kids, but I do think a lot of kids got their hands on that merchandise and maybe that was the impetus to sort of expand that out because if you, if you want to think about right, a successful franchise just in general, there needs to be some type of brand affinity towards, towards the franchise. Right. And I, and, and I just don't remember, but if we're, if our thesis is correct, right. And this is not a children's movie. Like the tons of kids go to the theaters to see ghostbusters. If so, then it makes perfect sense. But if not, how did they build the brand affinity with that sort of demographic so that they knew they could produce a cartoon, they could produce toys, they could produce the the awesome blue plastic and yellow nerf proton pack which I had. Oh my god. So uh, good. Me too. So that's that that's that's what I'm curious to sort of understand. And I think, you know, the delay in the cartoon makes me believe that this sort of evolved organically as opposed to being a very strategically planned thing, because if it was, you would think the cartoon, the toys and all that would have, would have launched, you know, with the movie. And I don't think that they did. I mean, I could be completely wrong and maybe all this stuff was available day and date of the the movie release. But I think that there was a delay from the movie to sort of the, the franchise, right? I don't think it was definitely,
1: definitely. And I think that it's, it's, I think, you know, some marketing genius Said, "Hey, look! This is a fun movie with fun characters. Let's make it more kid friendly. Again, Saturday morning, it up so we can sell toys. The toys came first, uh, as we're as we're starting to see that. Um, in the '80s, they wanted to make cartoons to sell toys. So, you know, that has to be it. And again, they used the, you know, the the fun characters, but then they also made." quote-unquote new um new good guys like slimer made slimer into a good guy right, slimer
0: completely turns right
1: <laughs> right he's you know he's the uh i use the term bumbling sidekick he's the best friend he's the the teammate who's silly and and jovial and very kid-like
0: yeah so so i'm going to lean on your expertise here for sort of this this, this next sort of um, digression or diversion and if you think about it I mean it's pretty amazing that it, it basically led to the creation of a cartoon that's pretty easy but in this case it actually probably led to the creation of two competing cartoon series which were utterly confusing to me as a child so I would just love to get your take on Ghostbusters versus the real Ghostbusters cartoon
1: so in in doing a little bit of of research, my understanding is that well, I watched the real Ghostbusters because that was it seemed like that was the real <laughs> the, the real Ghostbusters, ones, right? <laughs> um so so I, I don't have too much for you there, but I, I think that
0: But did you watch both both I, series? I, you did I not? don't think so. Okay. So I did. I watched both. And the only reason that I watched, you know, the, the Ghostbusters, was because of the movie, even though like it didn't really have anything to do with it. But it just, I think, the strength of the "quote unquote" real was so so strong that you were able to. I mean, it's almost like a like a cheap Chinese knockoff, right? <laughs> it's just like we're just gonna create this thing off of the popularity of something else and, and see what happens in it, and it worked out well. So, again, right, just expansion of this this children's franchise. And then you had the Ecto Cooler, which I briefly mentioned in the beginning, probably one of my favorite drinks of all time. Same. And I I believe you said, are they re-releasing it for this movie?
1: Yes, they're re-releasing it. Um, And on our, uh, on our Instagram, I keep an eye on a lot of 1980s toys and movie stuff. And I saw that somebody was trying to sell one, for like hundreds of dollars oh, and and a lot of people just like gave a big middle finger emoji to that. <laughs> um but yeah, apparently apparently you can get or you can make or there are some um Taco Bells out there that have a certain high sea flavor uh, that's orange actually, it's orange
0: lava burst is the flavor. Right,
1: there it is. Yes. Orange lava so burst
0: minus the green food coloring. Right. But when the when the so, so I guess we'll we'll get there. I'll I'll, I'll save this this comment for a few minutes from now, but in any case, so ghostbusters, big hit. It's awesome. We love it. We love the, cartoons. Yeah, so I,
1: well, I, I want to take a, a, go with the cartoon real quick. Yep. So I didn't watch, I don't think I watched the ghostbusters cartoon. That wasn't the real ghostbusters. Real ghostbusters was the one that I guess was on, you know, Saturday morning. Um, it spoke to me as, you know, somebody who liked the movie, who again, probably wasn't supposed to be watching the movie. Um, but I wanted to make a mention of the extreme ghostbusters. Do you remember that
0: vaguely remember the extreme ghostbusters vaguely, but please refresh my memory. And our audience's memory. Uh,
1: I, I remember it coming on. I tried, I remember trying to watch it and it just not, not doing it for me. And then I recently took a peek at it and I mean, in 1997, I assume you remember everything was extreme. Right. You know the X Games. Everything was extreme. Extreme soda. Extreme shoes. Everything was extreme, <laughs> and it was very like this. Now looking back on it, it's just so silly. <laughs> um, the The main characters weren't Ghostbusters, or they they were these kids that students that they turned into Ghostbusters. But there was like this quintessential grouping there was the goth girl and the wheelchair boy and the token black one and then the lazy guy and then again slimer as the bumbling ghost best friend i mean slimer's a
0: thread that that holds everything together
1: (laughs) yes yes again and it holds it keeps the kids um the kids i don't know not attention but they, they 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 feel um they feel for slimer they they really we get attached to Slimer, and he's even more bumbling in this one because everything's extreme.
0: Yeah, do you think? Do you think that Slimer was a complete ripoff of uh, Orko from He Man? <laughs> it's very, very similar.
1: Yes, it's very similar. I had not thought of that, but you know, I, I guess that that makes total sense. Just going with that mold.
0: So, so the movie is a, a, a hit. The cartoon's a hit. The toys are a hit. Ghostbusters in general is a hit, and then comes Ghostbusters Two, which for me. My memory of, of sort of the event, so not necessarily the movie, but the event of Ghostbusters 2 was that rad t-shirt with the Ghostbusters logo holding up the two fingers. And yeah. I remember winning that shirt in one of the claw machines in the Ocean County Mall. And <laughs> I think like most kids had a Ghostbusters shirt. It was like a huge, huge deal. But for all intents and purposes, critically, Ghostbusters 2 was a huge flop and a terrible movie. I actually and personally loved Ghostbusters 2. So... Just real quick, a few minutes, boy. just on your thoughts of, of the sequel.
1: Yeah, I actually like it. Um, I like it a decent amount. Um, what I liked about it specifically is unlike a lot of um, unlike a lot of sequels or at least unlike some sequels, it doesn't just pick up where the other one left off. It kind of throws you down the road and, and kind of shows that they went through some hard times and allows more plot development because they have to get back on track so it didn't just turn into let's just do something bigger and better and let's do the same movie now about halfway through it ends up being you know kind of the same movie and it gets a little bit crazier a little bit sillier so it wasn't great in that regard but I never thought it was I never thought it was bad I always enjoyed it
0: yeah, I think my my lasting memory of, uh, of of part two is the painting, right? It's um, oh my god, Vigo, Vigo, the what is it, Vigo the Carpathian? Carpathian,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it's it's listen, it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's stealing babies and he's coming out of a painting. It's it's terrifying and it's not something you really want. You don't remember that fondly. That in my mind, I mean, it was a uh, it was a horror movie because that ass was scary.
0: Yeah, the interesting story about um, the the painting is that uh, for for any sports fans out there, I I saw a story recently. So Brooke Lopez, um, who's on the the Milwaukee Bucks, he's kind of a goofy guy. I don't know how how closely you follow the NBA, Boyd, but they won the NBA championship last year. And what Brooke Lopez did is he actually hired, I, I believe it was the same painter, maybe not, maybe some other painter, but to create... A painting in the style of, of the Vigo painting of all of his teammates <laughs> dressed oh, as great. like as like Roman emperors, and it's I mean it was hilarious, huge, huge, huge painting. And he gave copies to each of his teammates <laughs> as like a, a congratulations, we won the championship thing, which I thought was was pretty awesome, actually. That's so amazing, really, really cool. So as we wind down the episode, you know, it, unfortunately, in my opinion, you can disagree, but unfortunately. The Ghostbusters movie franchise did not die after Ghostbusters Two. Um, there were sort of several, I don't know, uh, uh, attempts, adaptations, right? <laughs> yeah, and... attempts, and, and things like that. So, in your mind, I mean, is it does it just end at Ghostbusters Two? Or I mean, have you seen the uh, the, the reboot, the all female cast reboot? So, no, I
1: haven't. Um, but again, I. <sighs> So, I don't think that the Ghostbusters franchise can die very easily because it's so kick ass. Right. That's, and that's the, it's almost a problem because you have, you know, if you're going to do a reboot, you might as well pick one of the most kick ass movies ever. So, you reboot with a lot of, with a, uh, with a bunch of women. And um, apparently that, you know, didn't go over very well. I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it.
0: Yeah, I so so I didn't no, watch it. and the, then the the the, the, the trailer just look terrible. So I, I
1: and then uh, and then apparently with Afterlife, um, it's you know it, it's it's geared a little bit differently as you know I'm sure it's supposed to be, and it's you know I'm sure it's it's fine, and I'm sure it's enjoyable, um, but it again shows, uh, I assume it's going to show what an anomaly that ghostbusters one is because of how amazing it is and here's my like kind of final thought with that so about sequels and reboots in general i understand the want that the audience has for it because i want it theoretically and i understand that you know the the marketing people they want to capitalize on it which makes total sense but and it's just the same thing with a lot of the classics that they do sequels and reboots could it could it be more successfully done if it were done differently is my question and my answer is i'm not so sure
0: yeah i think i mean i'm i, I don't know the answer well no i do know the answer right the an- the answer is yes it could probably be done way more successfully if the intellectual property was owned by like a disney Randy, look at what Disney has done with like Star Wars and Marvel and whatnot. I bet you they could pull off some pretty good content from from the Ghostbusters. You know, I think that there's there's opportunity not just to, to, to rank you know, to crank out new movies, but it'd be pretty interesting to to have a, a television series or a new kid's cartoon or, or things like that. So I think I, I think the model for not just Ghostbusters, but like reboots in general would be what Disney Plus is doing with with what they own, right, and really sort of maximizing the squeeze from from that fruit, and I mean, I mean, there's a sure fine, are. yeah, there's a fine line between just producing crap, but I think that Disney Plus has done a good job producing quality stuff, right?
1: Ish. I don't like, know what what ish. what would you say is bad. So, like the Mighty Ducks, I don't think it's bad. <laughs> All right, sure, true, true, but that's, I don't. That's... But I think it's kind of bad.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'll give you that. There, one.
1: Yeah, so there are a lot of the reboots, and and you're right. At
0: but, least, but, but let, let me ask. At you least, this. with like
1: the Marvel and yeah. and and some of the Disney stuff. At least, they're they're really trying. They're really yeah. trying instead of like just making it like this blank nostalgia canvas, and then just hoping great, great, for viewership. Because great example. Of only that.
0: Of, yeah, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the Mighty Ducks was was bad. Right? I think they're. It's easy to. It's easier to make bad stuff. And I'll even give you an example. We watched um, Home Sweet Home Alone last yeah, week. Yeah, same,
1: same. It wasn't
0: bad, and I think that it it worked. I wouldn't say it was good, <laughs> but it worked it, because right. it, because it knew what it was and it played off of what it was. And right, and you had you had buzz in there. You had like sort you of yeah, had the throwback, yeah, right?
1: so the I, McAllister home so, uh, home security, right? Yeah.
0: So I think I think I think that works. So I think in general, you know, and the Mighty Ducks. You know, what does your your five year old think about it? I bet you he thinks it's probably he, pretty good, right? Or no. no, really, no,
1: he doesn't like it. He he just really likes the the movies. So we sat down, we watched a half an episode, and it just didn't capture his attention. If we watched episode, I think it's six that some of the old guys come back. Um, it might be a little bit different. I know, I know, plenty of kids who do like that show, um, but I I don't know it it didn't it didn't do it for me. It's a it's a little. You know, same thing. It's it's cheesy, um, it's fine, but you know, it's really it's really tough to to do a really genuine and and great quality reboot or thirty plus year old sequel. And I mean we'll we'll be able to tell um, with Clerks Three that's coming out. Um, again, we saw we saw He Man do it. We saw Cobra Kai do it. Saved by the Bell is doing it right now uh, Top Gun's going to do it. So yeah. there's got, a lot going some, on.
0: we got a lot to talk about. So I think it's a good place to, to sort of end this episode. Um, like I said earlier, we'll probably in the, in the next episode or so, maybe we'll uh, give you some, give some thoughts to the audience on, on you know, how we felt about, uh, afterlife. Cause I, I mean, based on the trailer, it looks pretty awesome to me. It seems like it's like a Goonies type movie, movie, which I don't think you can go wrong with that formula.
1: And whatever. I think it's so, uh, also, the movie of the uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple movie, yeah. same thing. I like that like, movie. Throwback. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. right? It's it's fun. It, it's a th- it's a throwback. It's it's fine to watch for an hour and a half. I don't know if I need to watch it again.
0: It, exactly, one and done. You enjoy yourself. You sort of get those fond memories of, of being a kid. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll 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 end this there. Everybody that's out there listening, thank you for spending uh, you know time listening to our episodes follow us on instagram at hey you guys podcast Uh, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and if you have a few moments give us a a five-star review let us know what you want us to talk about in future episodes but other than that we'll speak to you soon later guys Baby, come on, baby, show me the town.